joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Know It All's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavalier podcast, sitting with the crew on July 5th, going to talk about moves made to appease the spider. As you're listening, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we bring this audio podcast to you, chopping it up about the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got the whole crew in the building this evening, Relly Hall, Tate Boy Fresh, and BP. Fellas, what's cracking? What's up, Tate Boy? What's going on with you? What's up, Big G, man? It's been a minute. We let we let free agency, you know, get started real good. Started last Friday. We waited till after the holiday to get on here and talk about the moves the Cavs made. And we'll we'll go from there. For sure, for sure. What's cracking, BP? What's going on with you, man? Hey, it's good to be on with you guys. Good to talk some Cavs basketball and some of these free agent signings. For sure, for sure. But last but not least, Relly Hall in the building, baby. What's cracking like man? What's going on? I'm feeling great right now. It's kind of hot in here, but I'm feeling great. Uh, for sure, for sure. It's hot. It's hot as H-E double hockey sticks in Ohio right now, man. It's burning and blazing for sure, for sure. But we're going to get it in real quick about these Cavs, man. Hey, so listen, the Cavs made a lot of moves, a lot of stuff going on to try to appease the spider to get him to stay in Cleveland, man. I don't know. Uh, we're going to see, but we're going to chop it up this episode to break it down and what we see and what we think. First question is, man, the Cavs execute a sign with the Miami Heat for Max Struess. Four years, $63 million. Tate, man, what you thinking about this move, man, for Max Struess to come on in the building in Cleveland? Uh, I, I left that out. My bad. Sign and trade. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but uh, I, mean, I guess I like the move. I'm mean, like, I'm not gonna let me not waffle. I like the move. I think Max Struess got a quite a bit of money to be Max Struess, mm. but that's just the cost of doing business today's NBA, man. If you, if you, if you a average player, you getting you getting twenty, thirty million, mm. you know. So that's just the cost of doing business. Uh, the Cavs definitely needed shooting. They addressed that with Max Struess. Um, I think he probably comes in and comes in at the three. Uh, he obviously played for the Miami Heat, and they made a finals run. He wasn't good in the final, but he was good earlier in the playoffs before the finals. So I think he can come really help open up Cleveland's offense. I, I, I like the move. No, for sure, for sure. Relly Hall, man. We got an undrafted free agent that balled like they ain't on tomorrow down in Miami in the building with Cleveland. What you thinking about this move, man? I kind of – I got to agree with Tay partially too, because it's like, uh, I do feel like we overpaid for Max. Like, but at the same time, I can't kill Kobe Allman for it because he did address a need. We needed a shooter. Um, he got one. It's just, we overpaid. But like Tay said, that's kind of what, what the culture is for 
how we got to pay these players. Mm, mm, I, I like it. I like it. Last but not least, BP, man. Struess, does he help or hurt the Cavs? Uh, you know, Max Struess, the player, is a pretty good player. You know, he's uh, 11 and a half points a game, but I, I don't love – I've said here on local Cleveland radio and actually nationally with NBA radio, I don't love him. If he's going to be starting at small forward, I, I don't love that for the Cavs. They've already got a, a short starting backcourt, and now they'll have a short, very short starting small forward. So, you know, I don't love it, but, you know, he he's a better shooter than what they had. But, you know, I, again, I – you know, if I had to give that – I would say I give this Max Drew signing about a C. I don't mm. – it's okay, but I don't love it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but to flip the script, the other side of the question is, we lose Seti Osman and Lamar Stevens to the San Antonio Spurs. Really, will those guys be missed because part of the trade package to get Struess in the building? I think Lamar Stevens. We're going to miss him a little bit at moments. I don't think we're going to really miss Jetty Osman. Um, he really wasn't a consistent player. I mean, I guess we'll see next season how Max is, if he's consistent with our roster, but I don't really think we're going to miss that. I yeah. really don't. Maybe Lamar Steven, like I said, the length, the defense, the hunger. Um, but I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, BP, so your take on losing uh, losing Osmond and losing Stevens, man. What you thinking, man? Yeah, that, that's another part of the deal I didn't love because, you know, they gave up a good part of their bench. You know, the heart and soul with uh, Lamar Stevens and Jetty was still a pretty good player in limited minutes. He almost put up the same type of numbers that Struess puts up as a starter in 30 minutes a game. Osmond put up in 20 minutes. So, again, I know that Osmond's an erratic player. You know, I don't know. I just don't love this Max Struess deal looking at, you know, you know, the, you got to be a two-way player in the NBA. You can't just bring in all offensive guys. So, on defense, if he's going to have to guard guys like Jason Tatum, Michael Porter Jr., you know, the best small forwards in the NBA, you know, I don't love it. But and, you know, I think I wish the Cavs had given up guys like Dean Wade or Ricky Rubio, you know, guys that I didn't like as much in order to make this deal happen to San Antonio. I feel San Antonio got really some good value for their bench with uh, Lamar Stevens and Jetty Osmond. Hmm. Hey, boy, Fred, you up the San Antonio Spurs, man, on the Cavs roster. You like it or love it or, or either. What, what you got to say about this move? And we're not losing nothing, losing Chetty, man. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. He's erratic, like BP says. Struces is a better all-around basketball player. He's a better rebounder. He can he he can facilitate a little bit better than better than than, than Jetty can. Um, and I like Jetty. I mean, he's been in Cleveland since the last finals run. But it's time to go. It's time to go. Mm. And the only thing I miss about Lamar Stevens is his, is his mentality, and that could be big. Mm. I don't see you missing anything on the court with Lamar Stevens. I mean, he couldn't even get no ticking against the Knicks. They put him in probably for about half a quarter in the whole series, and that was it. Mm. So, you know, Jetty couldn't guard uh, Brunson, couldn't make shots. I watched a, a video showing in the playoffs how, how Jetty was getting open shots in the corner, top of the key mm. from Mitchell and Garland penetrating, kicking it back out. Mm. And Jetty was missing wide open tray balls. Mm. Wide open. Yeah. So I think the fact that you got Struess, that's an upgrade. I mean, he's a better defensive player than Chetty, so he's not losing anything on defense. You're getting better shooting. Mm. 
I mean, I, I don't know the loss. The only thing I see you losing out those two players is Lamar Stevens' mentality. Mm. He's, he's he's kind of that 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 lunch pail, hard hat fighting kind of dude. And I don't know if they have anybody on the roster right now that's that guy. Mm. Hey, that's a good segue to the next point, man. You know, George Nang from the Philadelphia 76ers comes in for three years, 26 million. Tape boy fresh is, did I mess his name up? Butcher. Butcher. <laughs> look, How do you say his look, last name? Look like your sound. Niang. 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 George yeah. Niang comes in from the 76ers, three years, $26 million for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They say he's a lunch pail guy. I saw in the playoffs he was ready to push and fight. And he <laughs> plays de- decent defense and gets rebounds and got a little bit of shooting. Does he help the Cavs bring back some of the things that we might have lost with Lamar Stevens? Relly, your first thoughts on this guy, man. I mean, he might give us some grit. I mean, I think that's what – where he's probably going to be there for the crucial moments. Um, I'm I'm just a little skeptical on him too, all around. But I, I guess I kind of want to see him play with the Cavs. But I'm, I'm still a little skeptical on him. Mm, mm, okay, take boy fresh, man. I butcher the guy's name, but you know the player. Philadelphia 76ers, George Niang. Give me your first thoughts about him joining the roster for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey man, um, he he's a he, he's a good player. I like to come out of Iowa State. Um, he's uh he, he's not he's not the rebounder you think for his size, but he's an effort player. And you put him out in that corner, he's gonna knock it down. He's he's a forty percent three point shooter for his career. Uh, Max Struess shot forty one percent year before this one. This year he shot thirty five. So you're getting two two shooters essentially that can shoot. You know, upwards of 36, 37 percent. Mm. And the Cavs need that, man. That's gonna help Mitchell, it's gonna help Garland, it's gonna help Mobley. You know what I mean? So I like the he, like I said, the Cavs gave up defense with, with Lamar Stevens, but they're counting on Evan Mobley being a year better defensively. If they keep Jared Allen, he should come back stronger and then and then just the defensive system that they should have they should have it, you know, have it more down. An understanding of the defense. Got it, got it. It makes a lot of sense to me, man. You need guys to hit buckets in the corners. But BP, Philadelphia 76ers signing with the Cavs. Three years, $26 million. Does he help the roster and stretch the floor to let Spider and Mitchell do their things, man? Yeah, I mean, this George Niang signing, you know, it's a pretty good signing. I, I just like Max Struess, I felt they overpaid for Max Struess. I felt they overpaid for this George Niang, but this is the cost of doing business in the NBA. You know, somebody here mentioned locally that, you know, Cleveland, you know, it's hard to get these guys to come to Cleveland. You know, you have to almost overpay to get guys to come to this, you know, Midwestern market. So, you know, if that's, you know, that's what they're saying then i gotta believe that you know so that's why i think they slightly they overpaid for max Struess and they paid slightly overwards for george niang but like you guys said i mean he is a good shooter you know one thing that scares me is in the philly 70 in the sixers celtics series nang didn't play much he only averaged if you look at like about four points a game he barely got off the bench so you know when the when the lights were the brightest when the sixers needed guys he really didn't get off the bench so you know, that is a little bit concerning to me, but I think he's a good role player to hit that corner three. I think he hits over 50% in corner threes. That will help the Cavs out a lot. 
Hey, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling all the comments about the guys that the Cavs asked her. This is a little off the topic question just to ask. Does, uh, does the Cavs bring in shooting? Does that now guarantee that we're going to see the Mobley grow up as a Cav? It's his time to shine. You got shooters all around him. What type of pressure does this put on Mobley? And does this make Mobley's game even more valuable? Because now you can't pack the paint and send guys low to get him. You got to respect what's going on in the corners. Quick response from you, Tate. What do you think about adding the shooting to make Mobley's game better? Yeah, man. Adding the shooting is going to make... Adding the shooting is going to make everybody's games better, man. Um, How I see it impacting Mobley is like you said. Mobley and Jared Allen, if we keep him, can now play the high-low, put, put Mobley at the elbow, put Allen along the baseline, and then you got Mitchell, Garland, and Struess all around the perimeter. Guys can't pack in that paint, and them guys can can get some work together. Yeah. I mean, so I really like it. I'm not, I'm not expecting much. I mean, if Mobley averages 20 and 11 this year, that'll be great, along with his four assists and – and probably two two full blocks this year, and just anchoring the defense. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we got short short backcourt like Garland and Mitchell, and then like BP said, you bringing in a six five Struce to play power forward. I mean small forward. You need those guys in the back line anchoring the defense. I think I think they'll be fine. The only difference you'll see is on is on offense. They'll they'll flow a little better, and if you need a defensive stopper, you go ahead and throw a coral back in there. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Relly, your quick reaction about adding the shooting for the Cavs? Yeah, I think that space that elevates Mobley game. Um, like he's, I gotta agree with Tate again. I think if you pit Jared kind of like free throw line elbow ish, you know, to give Evan Mobley some space to kind of create, I think that kind of elevates his game too. Because I think this season they do want to. Uh, give Evan Mobley the chance to kind of elevate. For sure, for sure. BP, shooting is what we need. Do you like the shooting for the Cavs? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't love the idea of Max Struess as my starting small forward, you know, and especially going against tall teams like the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Lakers, etc. But, you know, he does, you know, he is – you know, a good shooter. He really is. I think he's going to get really good, clean looks playing with his Cavs team. I think that'll also help George Niang. So, I mean, these guys are good shooters. So the Cavs kind of zeroed in on what their weakness was. I think this will help. Like we've talked about against the Knicks, they only average 94 points a game. That's pretty bad. I think for the regular season, they were averaging 112 points a game. So you could see they were really stymied in the playoffs when things got tough and gritty. So I, I do like these signings and, uh, you know, again, I just, you know, I was hoping for a better all-around starting small forward, but it looks like it's it, it didn't happen this offseason. Got it, got it. All right, fellas, we're going to take a quick commercial break, pay a little bills around here on That's Rather Cavalier, Cleveland Cavalier podcast. Break it for 10. And we're back. That's rather Cavalier, Cleveland Cavalier podcast, rocking out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, sitting with the crew in the building, chopping up Cavs information about the changes with the roster with this free agency frenzy that we've seen in the NBA. 
Fellas, point guard is a critical position in the NBA. We got Jerome and Damon Jones. Do they see Tick at guard? Do we see it? Rally, what you thinking, man? Are these guys going to be pivotal moving forward with the Cavs? And maybe Rubio, it's time for him to go. It might be time for Rubio to go. I, once again, I just, I think they still got some moves they got to make. I, I honestly, I don't think this team is complete. Uh, I, it's kind of weird because you still want to. I think you, they do look for another veteran point guard, but I'm not. I don't think those two guys is it. But you know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Got it. I, I see it. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm listening and learning at the same time. Tay Boy Fresh, two new point guards in the building. I like the Jerome kid. I looked at some film with him at Golden State. He's not a bad player. But what's your thoughts about these two guys joining the Cavs roster? Da- Damian Jones is a 6'11 center. So oh. he's not a point guard. He's, oh, he's, he's going to learn something. Yeah. He's going to re- replace Robin Lopez. Um, Lopez six, signed with uh, Milwaukee Bucks today, too, by the way. Yep. The brother? Yeah, the brother signed with Milwaukee. Oh, he went back there. He was there a few years ago. Yeah. With his brother. But, yeah, so I like uh, I like Ty, Ty Jerome. I yeah. mean, he led Virginia to a national championship in 19. Yeah. He, he played. He grew up with Donovan Mitchell. They played, they played youth basketball together. So that's Mitchell. That's why I say this is about Spider Mitchell. Yeah. Yang has played with Mitchell. Yeah. Ty Jerome has played with Mitchell. True. The boy Damian Jones just coming from Utah. I don't know if he – I think he was there when Don Mitchell was there for like one year. But so, you know, they're trying to they trying to appease Donovan Mitchell. That's what this is all about. Um, and as shooting, I like I like a 6'5 point guard that can control pace and knock down the three. I'm still willing to give Rubio a chance. And they say the second year after off of ACL is generally when you're really back. So we'll see what Rubio is doing this year. Um, if not, his contract is a tradable, tradable asset at the trade deadline. Mm, for sure, for sure. BP, talk to me a little bit about Jerome and Damon Jones, big man for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, to me, they're just basic signings filling out the back of the roster. Uh, you know, Damian Jones is a you know six foot eleven backup center with the Utah Jazz. Again, he's just you know filling up the you know back of the roster. He's nothing. I would have preferred a guy like Thomas Bryant myself, or you know one like Plumlee, somebody like that. But you know, again, this is a pretty cheap signing. Um, Ty Jerome is okay, but again, I don't love him, and he'll probably. On the depth chart, he's going to be behind Ricky Rubio. So he's like the third string point guard. I don't think he'll see that much time. But, you know, with injuries, he might get in there. One thing I wanted to mention is Bull Bull from the Orlando Magic was cut yesterday. And that's, I would like to see the Cavs try to pick him up for, you know, cheap. I really like him. The potential, he's only 23 years old. He's seven foot two. He blocks, you know, it's one, one and a half shots a game. Now, that's the kind of guy I, I think the Cavs should strongly look at for that, like, backup power forward role, like to sort of fill up the slack for the Kevin Love, uh, you know, Kevin Love role. So that's what I wanted to mention. To me, that would be more significant, this guy, than Damian Jones and this uh, Ty Jerome, if they could bring in a guy like Bull Bull. Feel it. I feel it, BP. I like it. You know, hey, but that sort of switches it up to the question where we're headed to. After spending roughly $130 million, in this free agency offseason, are the Cavs ready 
to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, or do they need some more moves? VP, I'm going to start with you, man. We spent 130. What are we looking at for the Cavs? Do we need to make another move? And what do you like? What move do you like? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I've been told that the Cavs are pretty, you know, close to where they want to go. They they don't want to go past the luxury tax, so their big spending is pretty much over here. So they've used up a lot of their mid-level exception and that veteran exception. So, you know, if I had to give all these moves a grade, now we haven't talked about Karis LeVert, but he was also part, you know, they did re-sign him two years, $32 million. I do like the re-signing of Karis LeVert, but when I factor in all these other moves, I don't love these moves. I'm okay with them. So I give the Cavs for all these moves, including Karis LeVert, I give them a C. So I don't love the moves. Also, when I factor in the, the high price that they paid, which has limited them on the salary cap, just like Dante DiVincenzo just signed for four years, $50 million with uh, the Knicks. I felt that, you know, he was a you know more affordable signing than Max Struess, even though they're similar type players. So again, I give overall all these Cavs moves a C. Got you. Tate Boy Fresh, 130, we done spent. Do we still make another move? Do we got to go big fish hunting? Or do we got enough to get to them Eastern Conference Finals, man? I like, I mean, I, I, I like what the money was spent on, man. Like like, like we've already said, it's the cost of doing business. The Cavs needed shooting. They played the Knicks. They were, uh, they, they didn't get beat. They didn't get beat because the defense gave up absurd amounts of points. They gave it because they couldn't score enough. Because yeah. they didn't have shooting. Agreed. So this definitely addresses that. I do also like the signing of Karis Levert. I don't know if I'm if I'm so high on on, on bowl bowl. I mean, Orlando Cuddy. They mm. Cuddy. I mean, I think uh Damian Jones is a big body. He's gonna come in, give Jared Allen some blow, bang some people around, have six files. You're gonna ask Jones to do stuff that Bowl can't do. Bowl can't go in, in that paint and mix it up at 7'3", 190, or however much. He's, a, he's, he's, he's real, real thin. Yeah. So, I mean, I do I do like what they've done. I think more needs to be done. We'll get into that after you talk to Relly and he gives his take. But for what I want to do, bye-bye, Fro, man. <laughs> Adios muchachos to Jared Allen and whoever else is packing bags with him. Hey, Borelli, your quick reaction, man. Do the Cavs need to do something big to move the chip or to get us to the Eastern Conference Finals, man? Because, you know, we're looking at some things and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But what's your thoughts about this, man? Right now, I think they did enough to, to fill some holes, but they didn't do enough to where we can say we're confident confident Eastern Conference Finals contenders. I, I just mm. don't believe it. I think we we need like two, three more decent moves. Maybe we do trade a Jared Allen um, to kind of plug in those holes. But as of right now, I don't I don't really see us as a, a true contender right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Fellas, I got a quick question just to ask you. Because this is one of our points of topic that we're going to talk about today on the Cavs show. Who's tradable for the Cavs? Gerald, Jared Allen, is he still on the blocks? Do we think he should be moved? Or is there another move that the Cavs need to make to get us to the Eastern Conference Finals and play for the chip? Tate, I'm going to start with you, man, because this is a topic near and dear to what you've been talking about all day. Is Allen packing? Or what do we need to do with the Cavs, man? 
Hey man, Jared Allen, you, you can you can you can package Jared Allen and Karis Levert together and get and go big game hunting. Mm. That's like 30, 36 million right there in contracts. If you throw in something else, I don't know who who that player is, but you could throw that in there and uh, throw them together and get some major. But I mean, I'm so, I'm so down on Jared Allen, man. And I also watched another podcast. They talked about. It's just his demeanor after the Knicks series. And we talked about this mm. when he said the lights was too bright and I'm ready to go to the beach. Man, I, I can't I can't have that type of mindset and mentality on my team, man. I can't. I mean, you can give me – I trade with Dallas right now. You can give me JaVale McGee and Tim Hardaway Jr. and we'd be just fine. Mm. Or Jared Allen. I, I like the move. I like the move. BP, is he packing – or is there another move, a sneaky move that the Cavs can make to bring somebody in and make the roster better? Your thoughts on this topic, man? I mean, we've seen all off since April when the Cavs lost, like in eight, late April. You know, I think teams have reached out to the Cavs on Jared Allen, but they're lowballing the Cavs. They're they're trying to take Jared Allen, you know, at a bargain price. Mm. And yes, he. I don't think the Cavs, like I said last last podcast. The Jared Allen trade was a feather in Kobe Altman's cap. He felt he stole him from the Brooklyn Nets. So I don't think they want to just give him away for, you know, average guys, I think. And so I think they're going to stick it out with Jared Allen. That's my opinion. I don't think anyone's going to give them that much for Jared Allen because he didn't show very well against the Knicks. I think Jared Allen's going to try to come back hungrier, tougher, you know, play better. And we'll see what happens, you know, but anything's possible. Yeah. Can, can you come back tougher? Is that a thing you can come back tougher? Like I said, Jared Allen is an all was an all-star in the league. You know, over an 82-game season, he's averaged, you know, 16 points, 11 rebounds for the last couple of seasons, 14 and 11. So he's a pretty good player. If you're not going to get good value for the guy, then you don't trade him just to trade him. Mm. You're just going to get a bunch of average I jokes. I can get the same thing from JaVale McGee, right. a big body <laughs> you, in the middle. And you, and you and trade I, and you, uh, you call the Cavs with that trade because they'll tell you they don't want JaVale McGee a second time. So mm. it just, in my opinion, on another note, you know, maybe, you know, if the Cavs could get a uh, like a full commitment from Donovan Mitchell, then you could look into trading Darius Garland. I think that's where you would get more bang for your buck. If the mm. Cavs would look into, you know, but that's only if Donovan Mitchell commits to some kind of a long-term contract. Mm. You know, the Cavs are a very proud organization. They don't want to admit mistakes with guys like Isaac Okoro and Jared Allen and Darius Garland. They, these are high draft picks and big trades. So they, I think they want to see it through. So they're not going to just make some fire sales just to, you know, please the fans. So sure. my opinion is they're going to start the season with this core four intact, along with Karis LeVert. Got it. Got it. Relly Hall. <laughs> is he packing or staying, man? Is it adios muchachos for Allen? Or is there another big move that you would like to see the Cavs make, man? I th- it's kind of in between. I think they are going to shop him this season. I just don't think they're going to immediately trade him. Because uh, you don't want to trade him for nothing. Even though his value kind of has plummeted a little bit. And it is teams, as I've been hearing all over, that's been kind of low-balling us. But I think you kind of wait to see, get closer to that that trade deadline, see if it's some some thirsty some thirsty teams out there. Uh, I would honestly be intrigued to maybe looking at trading him for maybe like a Nikola Vucevic or something like that. Ooh. I feel like that might be different. Uh, and just pin him out there. I'm like, well, how y'all feel about that one? 
Mm, I like it. I like I like the trade for sure, man. That's the, that, that's the kid that played for Miami, right? No, uh, for um, Chicago. Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Oh, they Bulls. just signed them three years of safety. They're yeah. not feeling crazy. So, so you can't do it immediately, but you never know. They they talking about they might blow it up eventually, depending on how this season starts for them. The Bulls? The Bulls, yeah. Because, they, I mean, they already talking about trying to trade – well, trying to trade Zach and maybe DeMar, depending on what's the – how it how it starts? For sure, for sure. I've heard I've heard the Bulls is one of those teams that is going to blow it up based on I what could, they, I could, they got. I, I could go for go for getting off Darius Garland if if Donovan Mitchell commits. But you know, like I like I was saying when we was talking earlier off air, you got Darius Garland under player control for five years. Right. And Donovan Mitchell, he got it. He got his eyes all in in New York, all up the East Coast and stuff. Brooklyn I don't know what and New York might do, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Brooklyn. So so that's the piece. I think if we trade anybody, Mitch, even though we just got him, he's got to commit. If not, it might be time to shake rattle and roll with the Cavs roster, man. All right, fellas, we're going to take our last commercial break, 10-second pause, to pay some bills. You're rocking out with That's Rather Cavalier Podcast, Cleveland Cavalier Podcast. And we're back. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Sitting with Tate Boy Fresh, BP, and Relly Hall chopping up this Cavs stuff, man. We got a couple of quick final questions and final thoughts, and then we're going to close out the show. Fellas, Imani Bates, I'm really impressed. I like what I see. The kid's ready to play. I read an article where it said that he, he feels like he fell in love with basketball all over again first thoughts on Imani Bates really I'm gonna kick it to you what you liking and what you seeing with this young kid coming into Cleveland man I feel like Imani Bates about to make me eat my words uh-huh. like he's a he's a skinny frame but offensively he's he's gifted like defense he's probably he's get he is gonna buck up he's gonna probably have to get like Michael like a Michael Porter Jr where he's more like a finesse defender than than anything I don't think he's gonna be a true defender yeah but offensively, he's going to be gifted. He can create his own shot from anywhere. He's going to keep shooting it. He's like, he got that Deion Waiters mentality. Yes. Like, no matter how many times he's missing, he's going to keep chucking that thing up. Yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure. BP, first thoughts on Imani. What you think? What you thinking? And what you thinking, man? Yeah, here on the local news, you know, the six o'clock news, they've showed some clips of Imani Bates in practice and they interviewed him. And, you know, he, he looks good. He was talking a pretty good game. Um, you know, I, I said to some of my friends here that I, I'm going to be watching that summer league game big time on Friday night around 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I've always said, if a guy is a rotational NBA player, you know, and then he can get about 20 points in these summer league games. So I want to see how Imani Bates does. If he gets 16 points, 17 points, something like that, I'll be impressed. And I can, then I can say to myself, this guy is a like an eight, you know, top eight rotational player for the Cavs. If he goes out there and, you know, shoots one out of seven, you know, lays an egg, then, you know, I'll have my doubts. But, you know, I want to see over the course of four or five summer league games how he does. Hmm. But if he if he impresses, that'll be a good sign for him. Just like, you know, like guys like this Chris Murray the other night, you know, the kid from Iowa had a big game. I think he had 30 points in the summer yeah. league game. Yeah. Jamie Hasquez, the guy like from UCLA, from the he had 21 points. So, you know, let's see the good guys, you know, the top – NBA draft picks usually show out r- real well in the summer league games. 
So I am very anxious to see how Imani Bates does in that first game Friday night. For sure, for sure. Tay Boy Fresh, man. We loved him the time we drafted him at 49. Talk to me about Imani Bates, man. First thing I, first thing I want to say to Imani, man, is in his, in his Cavalier media availability, man. Spit the gum out, man. Stop talking with all that gum in your mouth, Imani. That's funny. I, I, I thought the same thing. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, yeah. That, <laughs> I just but, don't uh, what you say, BP? I, I was thinking the same exact thing as you. He had a huge wad of, you know, Wrigley Spearman in his mouth. Right. He was nervous. He was nervous, man. You know, he's he like, no, nervous. dude, lose the gum. Yeah, <laughs> if you had the gum, though, you wouldn't. He he was literally sitting there chomping it all in the yeah. in the microphone. I've, I've coached kids in basketball, and there was one kid that was chewing gum. I said, kid, lose the gum. I said, when we're playing basketball, we don't need gum out here. Just, mm. you know, right. it, it's, it just, it, you, but you're completely right about the gum. But uh, Amani Bates, I think, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all, man. He he acknowledges his, himself. He's blessed to have got drafted. Yes. He, he he knows what the pundits are saying about him, and he doesn't he doesn't want to prove it. He wants to prove it to himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's six nine. He said, "I need to put on weight, and I need just to go all in and work on my defense. I need yeah. to. You only get tick if you're a defensive player." He said this. I'm not saying this for him. He said this. Mm. So I can appreciate that. And I think we can't forget the talent and pedigree. I mean, this kid was the best player in the nation, high school-wise, at ninth and tenth grade. Yeah. He fell down to the to the kid Duran that went to Memphis winning this place for Detroit now. And another kid, and he dropped a three. But he still has that pedigree and talent. And I think. With proper player development and adding 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. You look at your calves starting three in in three years, not 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 rookie or second year, third year. Mm. I, I like it, man. I, I am high, high on Imani Bates and his ability to not just make the Cavs roster, but be a player on the Cavs roster. I am very high on it. And I'm very impressed with the kids humbleness because a lot of times when you have that prestigious look coming from high school and even into college and everybody said you're the man you're this you're that for him to come out publicly and say man it was just a blessing to be the 49th pick overall and i'm going to work my tail off to prove to myself that i belong with these other guys so i like it and i think imani moving forward is going to be a great player for cleveland even if he starts out two-way but we'll see i think he's going to make the, the roster Final final thought thing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to do an early prediction for the Cleveland Cavaliers' final record for the regular season for the 2023-2024 NBA season. And we're going to predict the starting lineup to go along with it. So, fellas, what are you looking at as far as a record? And who do you think is going to start the start it off? Tate, I'm going to start with you, man. Who's What's the record going to look like? And what's that starting five going to look like? Uh, the starting five, obviously, we know four of them. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Garland, and Mitchell. Uh, I, mean, I kind of feel like you got to you gotta put Struess in there. You got to sit. You're going to sit uh, Okoro down. He's your defensive specialist mm. off the bench. Mm. And Levert is your offensive specialist off the bench. Mm. So, I think that. And I think they win a few more games than they did last year. Last year, they won 51. I got them winning 55 games. Mm. Not so bad. 55, 55 and 27. Yeah. 
Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. BP, Cavs starting five. Final early record predictions for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with Tate on the starting five. I think it'll be the core four guys that we've talked about, and Struess will be the starting small forward. But I think he'll be in sort of almost like a platoon situation with Isaac Okoro. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think they'll almost be like splitting minutes at small forward. So I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to throw Struess to the Wolves and give him 40 minutes a night. Mm. And the Cavs have a lot of depth now with George Niang, with uh, Okoro, you know, with uh, uh, even they'll probably still give playing time to Dean Wade, probably to get to start the season. And Harris Levert's going to get a ton of playing time. So I think you're going to see a lot of different lineups. In fact, you know, I think you'll see like a shooting lineup with Mobley as your center, you know, like as the game goes on, not, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in the second and third quarter, fourth quarter, you might see Mobley as your center, George Niang as your power forward, so to speak. Struce, you know, as your shoot, like that could be like your shooting lineup, like your death lineup. Yeah. You know, sort of like Golden State had a death lineup. Yeah. So I think, you know, you could see like a smaller lineup where you take Jared Allen out and then you put in Mobley at the center, you got Niang, then you got all kinds of spacing. Then, you know, that maybe if the Cavs need, if they're in a deficit, they come back. That's the way they come back with that small lineup. That's yeah. my thought. And then I think the Cavs, I, I don't know. I just I don't love their starting small forward situation. So I'm going to say they're they're going to actually regress a little bit, mm. but maybe be better in the long run. But maybe go. I think they might finish like 50 and 32. But one thing I wanted to mention, I think may, if things aren't going that great with Max Struess, then maybe they'll bring in like at the trade deadline a guy like Demar Derozan. Like mm. let's say the Bulls are really struggling, then I think they could find a veteran at the trade deadline, a good guy like Demar Derozan. And that could really help them, you know, from the trade deadline into the playoffs. Got it. Got it. Relly Hall, last man at bat, Cavs record, and starting five for the Cavs when they, when they throw the ball up at center court this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with both the guys. I think uh, the starting lineup is going to be that. It's going to be DG, Don, Max. I think they, they, they got to start him early for what they paid him for, and then it's going to be Mobley and Allen. Um, I'm thinking 50 to 55. Uh Especially if we're talking about maybe we get some injuries here and there. I just don't I, – I do think we're going to be like a fourth or third seed team in the East because it's a lot mm. of Eastern teams right now that's in question right now. Um, I mean, you still got the Bucks, You still got the Celtics. But everybody else is a little bit more in question. I think the Cavs right now is still the same Cavs as last year, plus the sh- shooting a little bit. So, yeah, I think 50 to 55, and then you replace Ice with uh, Max for the starting rotation. For sure, for sure. We had breaking news right before we came on the air. Grant Williams was traded from the Boston Celtics to the San Antonio Spurs. So, so, so that's going to shake. No, not the San Antonio Spurs. I, I said the wrong thing. To the Dallas Mavericks, and that's going to put Reggie Bullock out of Dallas to San Antonio because it's a three-team trade. So you had San Antonio, Dallas, and and Boston make a deal. Did the and, Celtics get anything back? No draft picks. That's okay. what they got. So, so. Maybe the Celtics take a step back. Maybe the Cavs take a step forward. We'll see. But fellas, final thoughts. The Cavs, the, the Cavaliers, the, the, the Celtics are are trying to are trying to get Dame. Um, Jason Tatum's recruiting them. Yeah, for sure. And they're I, mean, I, I don't know that the Dame doesn't want to go to Boston. He 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 <laughs> he's, he thinks and probably in some ways are right. Boston is, is kind of a racist racist town. Yeah, yeah. He I'm definitely say, what does. You- I'm gonna say what you giving up to get Dame if you Boston? I think we give up Jalen Brown. Yeah, 
Jalen Brown. That's the only well, thing. Well, actually, I, I heard on ESPN that you know the Celtics have this idea where they don't have to give up Jalen Brown to get Dale Lillard. They would give up Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Robert Williams, and then a bunch of draft picks. So that that's just what I heard on ESPN. I don't think that's going to cut it. Those you know Malcolm Brogdon's already got a lot of miles on him. Yeah. Robert Williams and he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he injured. That's why I didn't go through to the Clippers. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare trade Robert Williams. There's no way I trade him. So yeah, well, yeah. but he, you know, my opinion. I hope, the, I hope Miami doesn't get Dame Lillard. I hope Lillard stays in the Western Conference because, you know, if Miami doesn't get Dame Lillard, and if like if James Harden leaves the, the Sixers, that opens up some lanes for the Cavs, yeah. or you know, maybe we can jump into the third spot in the, you know, in the in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Like it, like it. All right, fellas, final thoughts. For the Cavs podcast, Tay Boy Fresh, I'm going to you, man. Final thoughts as we close out the listening ship out there in Apple Podcasts and Spotify land. Man, I think it was was a productive uh, free agent free agent season to start off with. Um, I like the players they got. I, like I said, Struess is a shooter. Niang is a shooter. Ty Jerome is a point as a back good backup point guard. He'll take Neto's spot, and if Rubio's not going right. He'll be the, the second point guard. Um, and I like uh, Damon Jones just being a just being a big body. I like him being to come and get some minutes with a bit as a big body. Um, so yeah, I like the direction the Cavs are going. I do agree with both BP and Rally. Another move needs to be made, and you know I'm a big proponent of hey, let's trade Jared Allen. I mean, even if we get a nice a nice three and D wing. And, a, and, a, and, a, and another center, a, a starting center that can come in and start and, and you know get get ten rebounds. You don't you don't you don't need the points, the fourteen points. You just need the ten rebounds and the the big body presence in the lane. For like sure. BP said, I'm looking forward to the Cavs summer summer league. I'm looking forward to seeing Imani Bates, and I'm going to see Craig Porter Jr. and I want to see uh, Sharif. What's Sharif's last name? Cooper. Look, Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Sharif Cooper, I want to see those guys go out. And Luke Travers. Travers. Yeah, I was going to say, your boys, you mentioned Luke Travers and Diop, those guys from last year. Yeah, I'm looking for I think the Cavs should should compete really well in Vegas. Yeah, for sure. Relly Hall, final thoughts (laughs) on the podcast rocking out this evening, man. Maybe Kobe Altman should be a little sneaky and trade down for for a Dame. Mm. I don't like that one. You don't? Why not? I mean, Dame is a monster. Remember, you still got a little backcourt, and Dame is you paying Dame two hundred sixty million. He got two sixteen left for four years, and he's thirty three years old. Mm. I'd rather extend Donovan Mitchell at age twenty seven and roll with him instead. I mean, it, it sounds good. Now, I would, I would maybe trade Garland and something else for Dame and have Dame and Mitchell. Ooh, ooh, what a backcourt! But really, your final thoughts, man. Man, I think the Cavs got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> like mm. anywhere we flip it, this the Cavs, Kobe Altman, this offseason, he still got a lot of moves to figure out. Mm. A lot of moves. Got it. Got it. VP, your final thoughts on the podcast this evening, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm still holding out hope. I've mentioned this guy's name now for three months. But this Kelly Oubre Jr., his stock has really plummeted. You know, he, 
I think he can be had still for the Cavs if they really wanted to find like a really good, I mean, you know, a solid starting small forward at a low price. I think his price has gone way down. You know, maybe they just don't like him. Maybe he's not a great locker room guy or something, but you know, he's still on the market. He's one of the few guys that's left since you said Grant Williams was uh, signed and traded. So, you know, I just want to see the Cavs have a really solid team that can compete with Milwaukee, Boston. You know, I just don't love the idea of Max Struess lining up as my starting small forward against these really good elite teams. Mm. So, you know, we'll see what happens here. But, you know, like I agree with you guys, I think we're going to have a good season, 50 wins plus. And, you know, a lot of it depends on Mobley also. Let's see how Evan Mobley, you know, progresses over the summer, you know, if he's just going to average 16 and eight, that's not going to be good enough. If he can get it up to 20 points, 10 rebounds, you know, and still play alongside Garland, Mitchell, you know, I think then we'll have something good. But a lot of it's going to depend on Evan Mobley's development this summer. For sure, for sure. That, that, those, those, and I agree with BP. Those are the biggest developments. No matter who we signed the free agency, you need to get that that jump from both Garland and Mobley because they're still young players. So if yes. they come in this season, they both have another jump then the Cavs will be all right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. A year of development, a year to prove it. Thank you all for listening to That's Rather Cavaliers on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Keep rocking with us. And we say thank you again to all the fans that's out there listening. For myself, for Tate Boy Fresh, for BP, and for Relly Hall. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go, Let's go, Let's go,